Uncommon Sense Advice on your work life, your personal life, and God knows what else. Welcome to How to Do Life with Dr. Marty Nemco. Hi, I'm Marty Nemco. Today I want to talk about helping your adult child grow up. All of us, at least sometimes, wish we didn't have to be an adult. Uh, it's fun to be a childlike, if not downright childish. But alas, unless we're willing to live in the most basic of ways, like off the grid uh, or live with our parents, we recognize we have to be a grown-up, and so does our adult child. I want to talk with you about helping that, as I said, your adult child, uh, as they say, fail to launch, who's been failing to launch. Typically, they are uh, either graduated from college and uh, or dropped out of college or just, just went to high school and then took time to explore, to find themselves. They may have literally traveled or just hung out locally. But bottom line is they're back on your sofa or your bed. And unfortunately, uh, now, according to the Pew, uh, Pew Trust's recent survey, more than half of people 18 through 29 live with their parents. That's the highest since the Great Depression. I put myself in the shoes of such a parent, and I can imagine the frustration. You know, you find you've put in all your years and spent all that money on college, and there is your kid, you know, literally or figuratively being a barista and back at home, and there is no privacy for you or your partner or the freedom to, to live your own life because you're a loving parent and you feel this responsibility even though the kid is now 20 or 21 or 25 or 30, you're understandably frustrated and maybe even feeling guilty that maybe you somehow feel it was your fault. We, we tend to forget that much of who we are is genetic and peers have a very powerful influence according to Judith Rich Harris. Uh, peers have a bigger influence than parents. Uh, peer, you know, uh, the education or lack thereof, college can often destroy somebody's self-esteem because there's all this hard academic stuff that doesn't really necessarily predict performance in the real world, but it can make make the your kid feel unefficacious, quite a reward for all that uh, that cost and time and student debt that perhaps you are as, as responsible for as, as your child. In any case, it's frustrating to the kid very often and to you because there's very few kids who just really want to sit in there, but they feel like they would love to have a career, a great relationship, all the rest of it, but they're confused. They may not have a direction at all. They may have a direction and been unable to find something in this tough job market. It always seems it's a tough job market, unless you're a superstar, even before COVID, even not in the great recession of 2008 and nine, you know, unless you're a star, it's hard to get a good job. It's easy to get some, not easy. It was easier to get some part-time temp contract job, but then you're looking for a new job every few months. But getting a decent job Ain't easy. I remember on my radio show was in, in, in on KLW, an NPR station in San Francisco, um, an expert on federal employment said that federal jobs normally will get hundreds of applicants for each one job. That's bizarre. Hundreds. And one gets it. What about all the rest of those people? Most of them are, are quite competent. Anyway, so what is a parent to do? Of course, it's going to vary with the kid. Some kids just need emotional support and praise and a sounding board. Other kids need much more guidance. They need to be, you know, you to hold their hand as they explore what the hell career to pursue. Searching on the internet, doing informational interviews, journaling, whatever. There's all kinds of websites that, that profile careers. The government has a, has a very famous one called the Occupational Outlook Handbook that has in-depth profiles of over 300 
Careers, my book, Careers for Dummies, has more informal, kind of fun to read, but also hopefully authoritative profiles of 345 careers, plus a link to more information. Many kids who are not super self-starters, in disproportion the kids who are back at home with their, on the, with their parents, are not the biggest self-starters. They need a holding hand. Just because they're 20 or 25 doesn't mean they're a mature grown-up who are going to be go-getters. Not everybody is. So that, that kid of yours may need that holding hand. That doesn't mean you're denying them efficacy or that they eventually might not be more autonomous. But if they're back on your sofa, they probably need something from you, whether it be emotional support, help with the career. Uh, don't write their, their resumes or their cover letters or whatever, but certainly you can review them and ask good questions. You know, do you think this is really making the impression you want? Does this convey who you really are? You know, what, what experiences have you had in, in work and in school that might be more impressive? It's great for parents to do that. There's nothing unethical about that at all. What else? And this is, you know, some kids just need a lot of structure. They, they may need a parent to say, your ass is going to be in that chair at 9 a.m. I know you don't like it. I know you're a grown-up already. But we all need structure. Most of us don't, are not self-employed. Most of us work for an organization because we need the structure of being told, your, your ass is going to be in that chair at 9 a.m. But more important than that may be even, and, and it's, very, it's a very fine line, probably there are three words that are definitely not popular these days, but nonetheless are crucial to launching a life. And that is duty, responsibility, and discipline. These are all interrelated words. We really, if, unless we really want to be a slug and don't mind being dependent on our parents or the taxpayer or whatever, we have a duty to our family, to society, to ourselves, to be productive. And that can be broadly defined. It can be nonprofit, for profit, techie, non techie. But we have that duty. I guess responsibility is the same kind of concept. And then the discipline to consistently pull it off. That's not so easy to consistently pull that off. But if it once it becomes foundational, if a discussion, not a lecture with your kid, but a discussion with those issues about one's duty, one's responsibility, one's discipline. Once that becomes part of the kid's fabric with occasional reminders without being school marmy and lecturing, that can be foundational to, the, to your kid being motivated day in and day out to do the work of being a grown-up what they call adulting these days. How much you have to ask yourself also, you know, we talked about briefly, but I want to expand on it. What is your child really missing? Is it emotional support, love, hugs, affirmations? Is it tough love? You get your ass in the chair thing and, you know, you screwed up. Is it your connections? There's nothing wrong with helping to launch your child's career or their romantic relationships or friends by introducing them to a potential employer who's one of your friends or relatives. Do they need a structuring for their job search? Okay, today you've got to make a list of your 15 people who are most likely to refer you to somebody who could hire you. Did you do it? Check, let's check in every day. Do they, do, do, as I said, do they need introductions from you to, for potential, not even just hirers, employers, but Maybe better friends. Maybe their friends are holding them down. Romantic partners holding them down. Maybe the lack of romantic partners making them depressed. For time immemorial, parents have introduced their kids to, to romantic partners, 
business connections, work connections, and even platonic friends. Then, of course, there's the issue of substance abuse. Now, with marijuana legal, it's ever these ever stronger strains of, of pot are widely available, and it's very tempting for somebody who is not launching and is bored or depressed and figure, what the hell, it doesn't matter, so I'm just going to get loaded. You know, do what do they need? Do they need your words of support? Do they need your tough love? Including daily drug tests. And that you would tighten the restrictions on them when they fail the drug test and loosen them when they're good. Or even more esoterically, does your child need, and we all perhaps deserve, an honest conversation about the existential question about how to live the life well-led? Is it hedonistically? Is it mainly contribution? Is it a balance? Or even the toughest question of how meaningful is life any way you live it? Not easy. Not easy. Those are kind of the macro issues. Now, more tactically, does your child need help setting those, those realistic goals and specific objectives, daily objectives? You might encourage your child to put them in writing on their, you know, on a, uh, you know, on their, on their, so it's on their desk on a little memo cue, memo thing or whatever, and keep revising it each day, reviewing it each day, maybe saying aloud what their goals and objectives are to really make these things top of mind. Let's see, you know, I have a, a, a wild, it's a very radical idea, but. <clears throat> I mean, and it won't work if you're in destitute poverty yourself. But if I had a kid who failed to launch, I don't want to be the nag. In the same way as, you know, even a lawyer doesn't, isn't, you know, they say a lawyer has a fool for, who defends himself has a fool for a client. You don't want to be a nag. That's only going to perhaps distance you. So if your gut tells you that it's going to cause or it has caused more problems than it's solved, you're being so involved. Is it crazy for me to suggest that you hire a professional nag? That is somebody who, it's a minimum wage kind of job, but maybe a college student or a grad, you know, to spend a few hours each, you know, maybe another, a fellow college graduate who's struggling themselves to be with your kid eight hours a day at 15 bucks an hour, it's $120 a day for a week or two to get them in the, in the, get them rolling in the habit of being responsible. And it may help both people. It may, may not even require pay. It may even be a, a friend that they agree they're going to jointly sit and, and, and be productive through the day. And of course, unless that you know, the two of them together is going to make them fool around more. Of course, again, one size does not fit all. It's very individualized. So just just a, a weird idea, you know. Um, and because, so that you're not watching all of you might even ask the, your professional nag, to issue a report every day. Maybe that's best if it's not your kid's friend because that'd be just too, too great a temptation for lying. Maybe it's one of your friend's kids or one of your friends. Okay, what else? All right, we're going to take a, a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about some, uh, some tougher, even tougher things, which is what if you're not a great role model and what I call the nuclear option. I'm going to take a 15 second break now. I uh, hope you'll stay with me. You're listening to How to Do Life with career and personal coach, Dr. Marty Nemco. If you'd like to work with him, email him a description of your situation, mnemco at comcast.net. That's M-N-E-M-K-O at comcast.net. Marty is pleased if you choose to subscribe to this podcast. 
If you're not listening to this on Simplecast, just go to how-to-life.simplecast and click on listen and subscribe. Okay, thank you for staying with me. Um, as promised, we're talking about uh, how to help your child who has failed to launch, you know, the, what the current term is adulting, failing, failing at adulting at this point. They could be 20, 25, 30. They could be high school dropouts, high school graduates, college dropouts, college graduates, even graduate school uh, graduates. Thorny question, what if you're not a great role model yourself? What if you have a substance abuse problem or you're not the hardest worker? What do you say? What do you do? You know, talk is cheap. What would I do? I would talk with my kid and say, you know, I wish I could be the perfect role model for you, but I can't. I'm human, I have my failings, and so do you, like everybody else. So I hope you're not going to think just because your your dad has a substance abuse problem or is not exactly the hardest worker, um, and has been let go a number of times, um, Yes, it means I can understand you, but I'm hoping that you're not going to use that as an excuse to justify your own inaction. What do you think? Those words, what do you think, may be the four most important words in the English language. At least J.W. Marriott, the head of the Marriott chain, former head of the Marriott chain, said those are the four most important words. What do you think? I also promised before the break that we would talk about the nuclear option. What I mean by that is this. What if, despite your best efforts, your kid has only made lackluster efforts to land a job or is continuing to use drugs or is in, involved with the wrong people, um, as they say, bad influences, and you have tried, you've tried, you're now in your 40s, your 50s, and you're saying to yourself, damn it, I'm entitled to a life too. I'm not getting any younger. I do think there is a, an appropriate point, and it's cosmic justice, that a parent say, okay, you're getting one last one last chance, and then you've got to stick with it. And you need to explain that, that you've made your best efforts, your, your kid's now 25 or whatever, and they're still at home, and your life, is, your life has been greatly put on hold, or uh, your own autonomy and your freedom has been denied. You don't, just because you are a parent, doesn't create a lifetime obligation for total devotion. So if my kid continued to screw up despite my reasonable efforts, I'm not even saying best efforts, but my reasonable efforts to be a decent parent, both before college and after, and the kid's still there on your sofa, I would say something like this. Johnny, I'm getting tired. I've tried reasonably to be a good parent, supportive where I can, tough where I must. It's not seeming to work. And so it is fairest to me and maybe to you if I don't, you know, quote, enable you anymore. So as the uh, landlord might say, you have 30 days notice. Unless there is real improvement, and I'd be concrete, you know, unless you really are, are getting in, you know, getting, you know, you're, you've had second and third interviews, if not gotten a job, Unless you've you've had you've clean, been clean in your drug test for you know thirty days in a row now, uh, unless you give up that really evil girlfriend and you know and perhaps replace it with somebody, I'm going to kick you out, even if you have to be homeless. That's going to be really hard for me. It's going to be hard for you. But sometimes 
It's only that nuclear option that works. I didn't want to do that until it was my last resort. And then I would always, I would end with that same, you know, what do you think idea and see what the kid thinks. Anyway, uh, I think I want to just move into summary mode. So as usual, the, the main point is that one size does not fit all. Some kids need a lot, adult kids, I'm calling them kids. You know, some adults who are failing to launch need mainly emotional support. Some need more structure. Some need really quite a bit of tough love, whether it be, you know, uh, standing over the kid, daily drug tests, hiring that professional nag, and trying to keep open lines of communication. And it's really easy for me to talk about this in the calm of just sitting here in this nice room with, in front of the webcam. Much more difficult, day in and day out, day in and day out, as you're, you're getting older and the kid is in his 20s and you're not seeing a lot of progress. I, I, do, I do feel for parents and think that they feel, many of them, have been good parents and yet the, the, the parents who have been better parents are more likely to feel guilty that they haven't done enough. You really can do only so much because as I said we are all a product of our genes and much more by our peers than, than we might like to think. We as parents like to think that we are the major influence. We are you know certainly sit alongside peers as an important influence on our kids. So I guess my final word is Forgive yourself. Do a reasonable job. Not even just the best you can, because that's pretty tough, because you're entitled to your life too professionally and personally. Do a reasonable job, and then forgive yourself. I hope some of these ideas have been helpful. I am Marty Nemco. You've been listening to How to Do Life with Dr. Marty Nemco. For comments on the show or to consult with Dr. Marty Nemco, his email address is M N E. MKO at Comcast.net. Post-production of How to Do Life by Terry Rouse. Music by Blue Dot Session. Thanks for listening.